Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show, Darren uh, Perlman. He is the co-founder of Spot App. Uh, hi, Darren. How are you? Welcome to the show. Great. Uh, thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Absolutely. I'm definitely uh, curious to learn more about uh, the venture and also your background. Uh, can you share your professional and personal background? Yeah, uh, so I come from a retail background, spent uh, most of my life uh, working at a clothing store, uh, working my way up to be the director of operations, oversaw 450 employees, and uh, just you know saw a disconnect in the labor market. Things weren't adding up. The generation was getting younger that was entering the workforce. Um, you know, they, they were glued to their cell phones. It's funny because we spoke about millennials, you know, always updating their social media status. And that was really the tip of the iceberg. Um, as, you know, the years progressed from that, you know, people were being accustomed to instant gratification. There were really apps out there for everything to, you know, order your food, to get transportation, to find a date. Um, people were doing it on their phones and it was happening instantaneously. So um, I was you know, having sleepless nights, finding employees. My turnover was increasing. Um, the, the people that were coming through, it wasn't the same quality of worker that, you know, I had initially started with 25 years ago when I first started working in retail, where it was the foundation for, you know, your future career. So there were a lot of red flags there. And one day I was having breakfast with an old colleague who was working at the Ministry of Community Social Services. And I was telling him about what I was seeing um, from my perspective uh, working in retail. And he was telling me about some of, you know, his pain points of marginalized Canadians that he was working with that just didn't want to work. They didn't want to have to commit to jobs. They were dependent on social assistance. They were becoming institutionalized. And he said, imagine, you know, we had an app out there. And it was funny because we both said together, well, you know, if we had an app for people to connect with jobs that they could get paid instantly, I could staff my stores, I could staff my warehouse, and then all of a sudden, the pool of talent um, that, you know, we're accessing becomes two, three, even four times the size of what it currently is, because you have too many people that... Sorry, I lost your sound. I, I lost your sound. Can you hear me? Uh, ready for disruption for so many years. And, you know, what we've seen is with COVID hitting, uh, the need for it has just um, exemplified that, you know, uh, it's been driving us the last nine months to really scale up our, our business model to help out as many people as we can because, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it. The, the social impact of what we're doing is huge, and it's going to benefit every Canadian, not just marginalized Canadians, um, but everyone else that is contributing to helping those marginalized Canadians in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So do you think that uh, because of the... Uh, digit, digital addiction that people have these days, um, it affects their 
quality of work and your quality as an employee? Long term, it does because you know nobody wants to wishes the rest of their life. You know, let's be honest. You know, people they dream of you know making that six figure um, income, having a lifestyle where they're jet setters. Uh, unfortunately, you know, not everybody's going to get there. But if we can help the quality of life for people that you know they don't have to wash dishes the rest of their life, that you know they can do it as a means to an end. Um, one big thing that we've implemented into our technology is a learning management system to do training, onboarding, micro-certification, um, building up a digital resume so that we can help upskill um, a large segment of our population that need that upskilling right now. Uh, there's so many changes that are happening to the labor market. Um, there's certain, you know, businesses, uh, industries that, you know, COVID has impacted largely that their future and the way that they hire is going to change forever. And so you're going to have a large segment of the population that, you know, maybe they were working in this one industry. I don't want to name any in particular, but um, they need to go find work in new industries. And this is where our system comes in that you can earn while you learn. We're going to put you into jobs that, you know, maybe is not ideal that you don't want to be doing forever, but if you do the job and you do our learning program that goes with it, we're going to help upskill you and build up that resume that you'll be a prime to get a job, you know, in, in pretty much any industry. We're building up those hard and soft skills, helping with your micro certifications um, that we're really uh, putting you in the best position possible for future employment. Mm -hmm. So there are obviously so many websites which are trying to help companies um find workers um and even for like freelance gigs and whatnot uh so do you think you're you're entering a highly competitive space and how do you plan to differentiate yourself if you're able to yeah i mean <laughs> the million dollar question because it is such a competitive space if we just look at you know warehousing um uh logistics and fulfillment centers on its own there's 1,300 staffing agencies that cater to these businesses, placing 400,000 workers each and every day. And we identified this, these three industries as our point of inflection. And we sprinkle a little bit of manufacturing in there as well because they have the highest turnover. And that's why these businesses rely on staffing agencies to um, put bodies into uh, their, their businesses on their lines to really help that productivity. But even with those staffing agencies, the turnover is astronomical. Um, the industry standard is that your attendance is 70%. You know, you're going to have to, if you need seven people, you have to request 10 to ensure that the seven people will show up. By implementing technology, we've seen our attendance rates uh, north of 97%. So only three in 100 uh, people that we are placing are not showing up to a gig. And usually reasons for it, same reason why um, the staffing agencies have a 70% attendance rate. People, you know, are sick, people have other commitments, but we're finding with the technology that we're able to hold people accountable, that there are benefits to being on the spot ecosystem, that if you put in your effort, you will be able to take advantage of our ecosystem. And if you don't put in the effort, then, you know, we don't want you on there. And so, there have been a few people that have, unfortunately, um, we've had to remove, but we give everybody that second chance because that's part of our social impact strategy 
and we've partnered with a lot of vocational service organizations who are trying to find their marginalized clients these long-term job opportunities. And pre-COVID, it took 43 days just to find a part-time job. Um, also, full-time job is um, grouped in there, but 43 days waiting to find a job. What do you do in between? There's that need to quickly access money. And if you're behind on a bill or you need an extra $100 for something that came up, your only option right now is to go to a predatory money lender. There's no social enterprise money lender that's going to give you $100 and expect $100 in return in a month's time. No, you go to these money lenders, you borrow $100, and you're paying back $10 a week for the next year. Um, you, you get trapped into this hole that, for a lot of people, it's very hard to get out of. So uh, the social impact of SPOT is that this becomes the first solution out there that you need an extra 100 bucks. it takes you two minutes to sign up for a profile. I mean, right now, I have opportunities tonight that you can go and um, apply to, get matched up with an employer, go work tonight, and we're paying within 48 hours. So the money will go directly into your bank account by the end of this weekend. Today's a Friday for those listening in. Um, so by Sunday night, you'll have that money in your bank account. You'll be able to pay those bills. And it goes back to our whole mantra that, you know, nobody wants to be sweeping a floor, you know, packing a box the rest of their life. But... If this is a short-term measure, you have to do it a couple times while we're working with our vocational service organizations. You know, we will find you that full-time employment, but you'll get recognition in the interim. That, you know, your your efforts that you're doing on the Spot Flat platform will follow you to that employer. Um, you know, also just some benefits, because I love bragging about it. There's no poaching fees uh, when using our platform. The most important thing to know is that we're not a staffing agency. That is not what we're trying to do here. We built the technology to connect employers with job seekers that are looking for opportunities. We're a matchmaking service. It's like a dating app. We provide those introductions, and we're hoping for that high churn rate because with our partnerships with vocational service organizations, they want their clients to achieve long-term success, getting full-time employment. We facilitate that. We make those introductions to employers, and if an employer likes the client, he can they can offer them a job, he or she, sorry. Um, they can offer them a job opportunity. There's no hidden costs, no fees. Um, the standard is the poaching fee that uh, staffing agencies charge, and it can vary anywhere from three to six months. Um, they do that to deter employers from taking people from the staffing agency. We don't do that. We've had six people in total that we know of that have received um, full-time employment off of our platform, um, and we've only been around for two months now, two and a half months. So uh, I think that's a huge accolade um, that really speaks to our fact that we're, we're creating. We're making introductions. We're getting people employed, and we are supporting it. We are so happy to hear when we make a really good connection. And so anybody that you know, needs a little bit of help in those soft skills um, area, you know, we, we give them that second chance. So if there was a mistake that they made, we try to work with them to correct it. We try to work with their vocational service organization that they came from. Um, we try to make an introduction to a vocational service organi organization if they're not affiliated with one so that we can set them up for success. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm curious, like, what is it about your solution which reduces the absenteeism so substantially? Uh, it's that quality of life because, you know, people that are applying to the opportunities, 
they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. Um, we do, you know, good onboarding using our technology, explaining uh, what the expectations are, how we have those reviews to hold them accountable, and um, we make it very exciting to be part of the SPA family. That you know, they are an extension of you know our technology. That they're providing a service to the employer, and you know, do it with that five-star white glove service. It's the analogy that we like to use is you know the Uber versus taxi experience. You know, we were so used to taxi cabs um, that we put up with um, some of the unfortunate things that came with it. You know, in the summertime, having the windows down and not having some AC on. And, you know, you'd complain to the taxi cab driver, like, please put on the AC. And their excuse is, oh, it's not working. And, you know, you come out of this cab and, you know, you spent $40 on it. You're sweating. It was just a terrible experience. Then Uber comes along. And the driver, you know, already has the AC on on a really hot day. The windows are up. In fact, sometimes you have to ask them to turn down the AC. It gets so cold. And uh, you get to the same destination, and it's half the price, and you had a better experience. And you think, like, what? What's the catch here? It's too good to be true. But that's what technology allows for. And so we've used some of those best practices that we've seen in other apps to apply to um, the, the staffing industry, the staffing marketplace, to hold people accountable, to make it a better experience for everybody. Because the one thing about is we don't just take any employer. We want really good employers that are going to treat our staff well because it's the motivating factor. You go work for a terrible employer, you're going to give a, a terrible effort. But you work to somebody who treats you well, um, that, you know, we, we provide a list of the workers coming in, they have the pictures, so the, the manager already knows before, you know, you walk through the door who they're expecting, what they look like, and they can greet you by name. And it just creates a whole different experience. Uh, workers are liking it, and that's keeping them accountable and making them put in a better effort. Mm-hmm. So uh, do, how many um, employers or companies are currently using your solution? currently have eight employers um, posting anywhere between 30 to 50 uh, job opportunities per day. Uh, we have, you know, another 10 uh, on the back burner that we're bringing on to get live. There's some updates that we're doing to the technology, so it's really exciting from a startup perspective that, you know, we're in an agile method of development where we're constantly iterating on the code that we're building to Take in the feedback that we're getting from not only our, our customers on the employer side, but our clients on the job seeker side to enhance and make it better and to keep people accountable and adding in the features that are meaningful. So mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing constant changes, iterations. Uh, we have sprint runs that run every two weeks. We have a total of six people on the development team and the UI UX design team that, you know, are, are meeting every single morning to scope out what the priorities are for the day. Um, so, um, uh, how does your pricing strategy work? Uh, we just take a uh, it's a twenty percent markup on the fees. Uh, sorry, twenty percent markup on uh, the wages posted through our platform. 
So if um, an employer is paying fourteen twenty-five an hour, they'll be charged at seventeen ten an hour, and that twenty percent covers um, you know our, our payroll administration, insurance, WSIB, um, development costs. Um, one thing to note is, as a social enterprise, you know we're not in it for the profits; we're in it for the social impact. So creating those job opportunities, that's why we've priced ourselves accordingly um, to be able to have the biggest impact and to get the most opportunities on the platform. Mm -hmm. um, so recently you were participating in the High Five Pitch competition. Uh, so can you t talk about this competition and what your experience was like? Yeah, no, it was an exciting um, competition. Uh, we've been members of Haltech for uh, just over a year now. I think we joined uh, the end of November of 2019. And uh, Haltech's been an amazing regional innovation center, fully supportive, um, so many programs going on, so many resources available. Um, they connected us with uh, Robert Burren, who's been a mentor to us, really helping us at our very early stages identify um, some of the important things to focus on. And so we've really, you know, been taking as much advantage of um, everything that they have available. And, of course, an email came out, um, I think it was the beginning of September, calling for applications for this high-five pitch competition. We thought, great, you know, we're ready for it. It's been a year. Uh, we're very far along. Our app uh, had just launched, I think, that week when it came out. We said it's not a better time. So we signed up for it, and a couple weeks later, um, Adrian Knott, you know, emailed us and said, congratulations, you guys have been selected, and it was a huge accolade and milestone for us to um, have reached that point that, you know, they, they looked at our application and they thought that we were a contender. So um, it was great because it came with additional resources where um, we had to quickly put together a pitch deck, and uh, they brought on some additional mentors where um, we go through the quick five-minute pitch, and then it was 10 minutes of constructive criticism. Uh, sometimes it wasn't nice to hear it because, you know, you think your deck is perfect, but there's always room for improvement. And we had a couple of those sessions, uh, which led to the high-five pitch competition evening, which was done digitally, um, which was pretty exciting. Uh, we did it from the comfort of our, our homes. I was wearing, you know, a nice button-down shirt and shorts underneath. Nobody could see that. Um, but in all seriousness, it was uh, an awesome experience. Got to meet some other um, startup companies that were at different stages, some a little further than us, some a little, you know, in the earlier stages. And it was just nice to network with people. Um, having, you know, uh, working from home and remotely for so long, it's just nice to see other founders and uh, be able to talk to them. So that was a cool little perk as well of this whole. Uh, competition. Mm -hmm. Did you did you have like a particular strategy for your pitch uh, or to win the competition? Um, were there any strategies or techniques you applied? Yeah, for us, it was really just telling a story from beginning to end. Um, we it, it's difficult in a way that um, we're not a marketplace. I'm sorry, we are a marketplace, and um, there there's no playbook on how to do a pitch for a marketplace because a lot of businesses out there, they're really selling a product or a service. Those SaaS models, it's much easier to create a pitch 
um, going through you know all the different stages that you have to talk about. But when building a marketplace, there's a story to it. You have pain points on two opposite sides that you need to address, and your solution, your value-added service that you're providing, or sorry, the value proposition speaks to both sides, and they're different value propositions too. So to condense that into a five-minute pitch, you know, we had to go off the cuff a little and um, not go through your traditional um, slides that you do in a pitch. But um, we were very happy with the story that we were able to tell because it was impactful. Um, you know, what we're trying to do is really help out Canadians, marginalized Canadians who need that help, who need that extra support to develop meaningful careers. And I think our pitch really encapsulates that. And um, it's part of our vision, our mantra that all of our employees um, that work at SPOT really live up to, that every day, you know, we're, we're doing something to change the world. Do you think it would have been better for you if you had the chance to pitch in person? Or do you think uh, online pitching was just as effective? Uh, I think in person might have been a little bit better because, uh, you know, you're, you're talking to a blank screen. So, uh, you don't know who's listening, who's engaged, um, who to make eye contact with. So, uh, there are benefits to doing it virtually. Um, I mean, you're less nervous as well, but in person is always better because you can have, you know, a bigger impact. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It makes uh, total sense. Um, what did you receive as a prize? So for being um, the fan favorite, we received a $1,000 um, cash prize, which was awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, what do you have in mind for um, Spot App or the next few years? Any particular goals you plan to achieve? Yeah, I mean, we just want to be creating as many job opportunities as possible, expand our partnerships of nonprofits and vocational service organizations that, you know, can use our services for free. It's free for them whether they want to put their clients to work or just be able to tap into our learning management systems to provide additional courses that their clients can really uh, take at home on their mobile phones while, you know, on a bus, in a car, whatever it might be, as long as they're not driving the car. Um, please, you know, take some of our courses and just build up your, your digital resume. Um, so we just want to expand that impact that we're creating, um, bring on many new employers as well because we see the value-added service that we're providing to them. Um, they're, they're loving it, and, you know, the fact is this is leading to meaningful relationships that we're putting people to work not just only in the short term, but in the long term too, that people are getting full-time employment out of this, and that means we're doing something right. Yeah. Um, so earlier something that you mentioned is, you know, people are now hooked to instant gratification, and perhaps this comes from the digital age that we live in, surrounded by gadgets and screens. Um, are you taking personally taking any steps to... Um, live a more mindful life away from technology distractions? I wish. Um, unfortunately, uh, because, you know, we're here bootstrapping, um, we don't have a robust team. Uh, we have a talented team, 
but you know we don't have a lot of hands out there so we all have to wear multiple hats and i mean just over the last month um because we've been bringing on new employers just to keep up with the pace there's been you know many sleepless nights working into weekends um but the great news is you know we're doing it as a team so we're all supporting each other but um hopefully that's going to come in the future uh once you know we can get to a certain level or the technology develops further that there's less for us to do um administration administratively um to continue facilitating the the growth that we're seeing so um i would love to get to that point where i'm away from my screen that i can spend some time with my wife and kids but until then you know i'm living the the lifestyle of uh, a startup entrepreneur uh you know working out of my little office here um it's an upgrade from the garage i've carved out a little space in my basement here but um i'm still eating those mustard sandwiches like uh, a startup entrepreneur would and uh you know hopefully one of these days you know i can add a little bit of meat to that sandwich <laughs> um um so has your venture become profitable yet or have you exceeded break even or are you working on that we're working on that um you know we're we're fortunate that you know the haltech prize definitely helps out but um also out of that high five pitch competition there were some introductions made some um some people in the audience that watched it that want to help out and so you know over the last couple of weeks we've seen a few resources that we're able to take advantage of um you know now there's some uh co-op student grants that you know we've been looking for to bring on you know additional uh QA analysts and some uh entry level coders to to help out our lead engineer and our full stack web developer um be able to do a little bit more because uh, we're getting close to the break even point we just need to bring on you know a few more employers and then that will sustain the team that we have um that's not even counting uh the, the salaries of the co-founders yet because there is none yet uh we want to make sure everyone else is taken care of and then you know the, the challenge would be to get to the next level after that that there's something in it for me which I'm hoping I mean it's just a rewarding experience on its own uh, I'll keep doing this as long as possible because uh I just love not only the people that we're working with but the partners that we're working with as well helping them that's more rewarding than any salary on itself but um there's good opportunity there we just got to keep growing at the pace that we are and we'll get there and are you focusing on this like full time is this your main primary occupation oh yeah been at it for uh 2 years come january 1st wow that's that's pretty impressive to go through the grind and to be resilient like that so that's uh, that's amazing Thank um you. How, how big is your team so we have five people on the development team um a lead engineer a full stack web developer uh we have a data scientist we have a lead ui ux designer we have um a supporting ui ux designer we have a head of business development um we we have a couple what we call you know part time advisors that come and help out we have a couple uh, capstone internship programs that are happening and then we have the two co-founders as well um so it's a good team it's uh it's exciting and of course you know we have a cto um that also assists with us um just 
ensuring that we're on track with our technology roadmap and milestones. So in total, we're probably 15 people in certain meetings. Mm-hmm. And I guess I guess the whole operation is uh, virtual. Oh yeah, um, it changed that. Um, you know, we are also part of. We were in the LaunchYU Accelerator program uh, this summer, which also definitely helped out. Um, you know, get us ready for the the moment of scaling up, and it couldn't have come at a better time during COVID, where we were all working from home virtually. So we were able to spend a lot of time refining that business model. And um, with the LaunchYU program, we had access to YSpace out in Markham. So the team, uh, half the team at least, um, we meet up once a week there. They have a nice COVID-friendly space where it's pretty empty. Um, and about four of us go in once a week um, just to have that in-person meeting, which is nice to have. And we'll continue doing it until um, you know we go back into lockdown in the Markham area. Mm-hmm. So your your platform, all of it was built like locally in house, right? Eh? Yeah, every line of code was built. Um, we're using Flutter, which is a relatively new language um, that allows us to build out in both iOS and Android using one set of code. So it's it was something uh, daunting. Our lead engineer, you know, took a look at it and he said. I'm ready for it. This is uh, something that I want to take on and learn because he saw the benefits of it. Um, every other code that you'd use, you'd have to have one set for your iOS um, uh, iOS language and then one for your Android language to develop those two apps. So he's just been phenomenal. He's been hammering away for um, 16 months now at this code. He's developed, single-handedly developed the, the first iteration of the app that we had and uh, we've been building the team around him um, and you know we've added on all these modules the LMS system a web platform um, so yeah it, it's it's been an awesome process and an awesome team well that's uh, pretty amazing uh, well during it has been very nice uh, speaking with you and learning about your business and your background and also your uh, uh, experience uh, at High Five. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you, Salman. Really appreciate your time as well. And uh, you want to share your website? Uh, how can people find you? Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be helpful. So our website is uh, spotapp, S-P-O-T-A-P-P dot C-O. Uh, we're on the App Store and Android Store. Just search up Spot and you'll see Spot App show up. And, um, you know, anybody that wants to get in touch, just send us an email, hello at spotapp.co, and we'd be happy to just chat a little further. Even if uh, you're starting up your own business, uh, want to learn more about the lifestyle of the entrepreneur, uh, happy to connect. It's been an awesome journey with, you know, people just, um, you know, lending hands and lending advice. Um, I'd love to reciprocate to anybody listening that, you know, wants to do the same. All right, perfect. Uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you get a chance to learn from uh, Darren's story about entrepreneurship, about resilience and how he's trying to create a social impact. And as he mentioned, you can reach out to him. You can visit the website or you can send an email, as he mentioned. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.